Hi, and welcome to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and I'm here to bring you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. This season, we're tackling common challenges that teachers face every day in the classroom, from dealing with parents to feeling discouraged to managing homework and everything in between. This episode is going to be a special episode in which we're going to talk about flipping your classroom. And I'm not sure how familiar you are with this, but I'm actually going to bring on my dad, who was my math teacher and who is also my new partner um, in um, bringing you some awesome math resources um, called Math Light, and we're going to talk about that here. But before I get into this, I just want to say, you might be saying, is this really a teacher challenge? Uh, yes, t- this Flipping your classroom answers so many teacher challenges. It answers the question of what do I do if none of my kids are doing my homework? How do I help struggling students who are stuck? How do I have time for creative activities and group work and um, you know writing workshops and all these things? Uh, flipping your classroom can solve so many of these teacher challenges, and we're going to get into some of the benefits as we get going. But the interview is a little bit longer, so I don't want to take any more time with the introduction. We're going to get right started. Uh, you can find all the notes at teachfortheheart.com slash flip, F-L-I-P. And here we go. Hi, I'm here today with Rick Scarfi, who also happens to be my dad, and he is a veteran math teacher, a phenomenal math teacher, and he's also the co-creator of MathLite, which we're going to tell you a little bit more about later. Um, can you tell us real quick before we get into talking about flipping your classroom, um, what's just a real quick sketch of your teaching background? All right. So I've been uh, teaching now for th- I'm in my 31st year. So 31 years of teaching and um, math and science and of late, probably the last 15 years, 20, mostly on the math end. And that's just awesome. <laughs> so you've got you guys have the privilege of listening to a complete veteran here uh, for a little bit. And um, but um, I love that you are trying something new and not just, you know, sticking with what's worked in the past. Um, but one of the reasons I, I brought uh, my dad on here for two main reasons. One, uh, because he's had a lot of experience in the last few years of flipping your class. And so we get to talk to someone that's actually been doing this. And then um, secondly, um, we I he and I have actually been working together uh, to create some math resources for secondary school. And we're going to share a little bit about those with you too. But uh, my dad is a phenomenal teacher and we found some ways to actually take that teaching and to create videos and accompanying resources. And it's really awesome. So we'll tell you more about that later. But right now we need to back up a second and talk about what does it actually mean to flip your class? Uh, you want to take that one? Sure, absolutely. So basically, you grab the uh, the lightest kid and you flip him over your shoulder. No, just being a little <laughs> facetious there. It, it's really just a complete reverse of the normal procedure of teaching. So normal procedure would be students come into your classroom, you give them a lecture, and you send them home with the homework. When you flip your classroom, you send the students home to watch a video And then they come into your class and work the homework from the video in your class. So they're doing what we're used to doing in class at home and what they're used to doing at home in class, just flipping it. Exactly. All right. So we're going to kind of go through a bunch of questions and we're just going to talk back and forth here about the questions that if you as a teacher right now are listening to this and thinking, this sounds intriguing. I've heard about this, but 
I don't really know what to start or how exactly it works. We're going to try to go through a bunch of questions that may be in your head and try to make this a little clearer for you and show you how you could actually get started. So uh, the first question you might be having is, okay, so students are going home and watching videos. Uh, what what videos are they watching? Where do I find these? Do I make them? And the, the answer isn't simple. There's lots of different choices. Uh, let's start, though. Um, what do you do in um, your class? Well, my situation is unique. Uh, I started recording every single lesson of of every uh, math course that I teach. And so I've made videos of every single lesson from all my math courses. And so I send my students home to listen to me again and hear my voice as I teach them the concepts, uh, just like I would as uh, if they were in my classroom. Okay, so we're going to get to other ideas if you're not interested in creating your own. But let's park here for a second. So if a teacher wants to create their own videos of them teaching, um, how exactly do you do this? Well, I use um, screen capture software, and I also have the privilege of having a smart podium in my classroom, which makes it quite easy to, to write digitally and get that digital writing captured as well as my voice. But probably one of the easier ways, and most teachers have access to this, is the aspect of PowerPoint. If you make up a lecture in PowerPoint, you have a record feature, and you could literally record yourself while doing the PowerPoint. All right, great. So that's, I, I didn't even realize that. So you can just record a PowerPoint. Um, when he says screen capture software, um, I linked to one in the notes for this episode at teachfortheheart.com slash flip classroom. And in you know what? Let me make that simpler. It'll just be teachfortheheart.com slash flip. <laughs> and um, in that, uh, I linked to one called Screencast-O-Matic, and they have a free version. They also have a paid version that's very inexpensive if you want to do longer videos. But that would record whatever's on your screen. So if you have something on the internet or something outside of PowerPoint, you can use that. And then, of course, there's also the option of just setting up a video camera and just videoing yourself teaching, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that would be the way people started really 15, 20 years ago. So if you want to, you can create your own videos. You can do them on your own time. Or uh, I, you could also, depending on your situation, record lectures now for, you know, for another section of your class or record them now in preparation for next year, right? I guess that could work too. Actually live Absolutely. lectures. Absolutely. And that's really how, yeah, that's really how I got started. Okay. Awesome. So, um, if you guys have more questions about this, feel free to leave it over in the comments at teachfortheheart.com slash flip. But let's move on a little bit. Let's say a teacher saying, I do not. That sounds like I just don't have the time or the capacity for that. Um, is, is there any other way to get videos? And the answer is yes, there is. Um, you can simply try searching online. Uh, you can search YouTube, obviously. Teachers Pay Teachers has some great videos. Or depending on your topic, there might be certain educational websites that are good for your topic. So it, it really just depends. And um, if you can find something good, then that would be a good lesson to flip. Um, but can you tell them a little bit about what we've been creating um, at MathLight? Sure. We've been creating resources uh, currently for pre-algebra and in the future some other courses, but uh, the, the resource would be a video of each lesson of the pre-algebra course that you can then send home with your students. The video is already recorded and all set to go and teaches uh, each topic. 
So if you do happen to teach pre-algebra or um, Algebra 1 is the next thing we're going to be tackling, you can head on over to MyMathLite.com and we actually have all of our pre-algebra videos available for free. And we'll share a little bit more about that later. All right, so I think we covered you either make your own videos or you can find videos online. One more caveat before we move on. Please don't just see, go on YouTube and be like, this one looks good without watching it because (laughs) you guys know that for every good YouTube video, there's a disastrous YouTube video. And the last thing you want to do is have your students come back completely confused and you know, or who knows, something inappropriate in the video or anything else. So make sure you watch the video before you send it home, or at least unless it's from a website that you absolutely trust and know is reliable because you've used a lot of their videos before. Right. All right. So let's, let's keep thinking this through. So that you send them home with a video and they watch the video. How do you know that they actually watched it? Uh, For my situation, I send my students home with a template of the notes for each lesson. Okay, explain what that means. Okay, so I do a chapter by chapter. And so what a template is, is basically uh, the skeleton of the notes and the students are going to fill in keywords. The students are going to work problems, though the original problem is already there. Uh, so a lot of a lot of the things of the notes are still on the page, and the students are completing the notes, which then allows them to focus mostly on what's being said in the video. But then also they're getting some writing in to help them in remembering, and they're working problems. So when you come in, they come in the next day, you just check and see if they filled out the notes, and if they filled exactly. it out, then well. I guess you're not sure they watched the video, but they at least, you know, worst case, they filled out the notes from someone else. They've at least put forth the effort for that, at least. Correct. <laughs> right. <yes>. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's great. So as I think about this, I know you, did you start out with an honor system when you first uh, started flipping your classroom? I did. I, and I how'd that out work? With, it, you know, I, I, I would go on and I would see how many views I had. And so if I had views, pretty close to the number of students in the class, I felt pretty sure. But once the the it, the thought clicked in my head that, hey, all I need to do is ask to see their notes, then it really changed everything. Right. It's just so much more reliable. And sure. um, yeah, definitely. So if you're a teacher, and once again, if you happen to teach pre-algebra or the upcoming courses after that, uh, we've created in MathLight all those templated notes are already prepared for you. And you can actually buy, you can buy whole units or you can buy just single, uh, single lessons. If you want to try just one lesson, you can buy the video and the notes that accompany with it. And uh, we'll have the links to that at teachfortheheart.com slash flip. But, um, Another option, so one option is to actually kind of you make the notes for them or you buy them and and you have something arranged. But maybe you're thinking, okay, this is getting to be a whole lot of work. Um, You could simply have them take notes. You could require them to come in with their own notes. You could Another thing you could do is when they come in the next day, you could give a short quiz. Now, the quiz isn't deep dive, but just enough to see if they watched it. Uh, So there's all kinds of ways. Uh, You could have them write down one important thing they learned. So there's all kinds of different ways that you can hold them accountable. But I just would recommend something to hold them accountable. Otherwise, human human nature is simply if, if they know you're not going to ask, they may not watch it. <laughs> well, Linda, and then in the area of math, and, and it's different in each subject. But remember, when when the students come in the next day in the area of math, they're going to be working their homework. And as a teacher, the, the nice thing is you're able to go around the room 
uh, interact with the students, see how the students are doing, answer the students' questions. And quite honestly, it doesn't take long to notice the ones obvious, that huh? haven't watched the video. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm right. sure, I'm, yeah, I'm sure that's true in many other topics too. If you're, if you're p- applying it in class the next day, which is the goal – it's going to be pretty obvious and they're going to Correct. realize I should have watched this video. Right. So it kind of t- does it does it tend to take care of itself in many cases? It really does. The students learn that it's to their advantage to watch the video and be ready to go. Awesome. So have you noticed it's not a huge you don't have huge problems like with it's not like half the class doesn't watch the video. It's more of a rare problem or is it a common problem for students to have not watched the lesson? I would say on average, uh, probably one person or less. Occasionally, I'll have a couple, but but on average, one student out of a classroom or less um, did not watch the video. And so, how does, no, it's how does not that compare? How does that compare with your students' normal homework completion? Is that better? About the same? Or I, I think it's actually a little bit better. Um, it, it yeah, I think it's a little bit better. Right. Okay. I was just curious. Yep. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that's different for every teacher, but all right. Sure. So, all right. So the next question would be then, so let's say a student comes in and you have that one student or three students or whatever that, that didn't watch the video. Now what, what do you do with that? Well, and occasionally you also have a student that will have a technical difficulty. Oh, so and they so tried, they, would, but they couldn't. Right. So that would fit in the same category. What, what I've been able to do because we have a computer lab here on site at our school, I, I've been able to get my students started on their homework take that one or two students down to the computer lab, put them on a computer, and they're going to watch the lesson right there and take their notes and get the lesson. And then they'll just have to go home themselves and now do that homework that the rest of the class did in class. Okay. So it doesn't really hurt you. And it's just kind of a a natural consequence. They just now they're a little bit behind, but it's not the end of the world either. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And so, and there's lots of ways to make this work. If you have even just an iPad in your room or even, right. a, you know, one computer in your room, they could watch it right there. Or Yeah. The iPad's a great, uh, a great thing because then if it's an, an individual, just give them the iPad. And some schools have iPads for all the students. And so you're set to go. Yeah. So they can just, just do it there. Okay, great. Yep. So that's not too big of an issue. <laughs> no. All right. So here's another question. Let's say that we're making videos or I'm looking for one online. Any thoughts on how long the videos should be that they're watching at home? I I think really they need to be as long as the lesson warrants them to be. And so if if you were bringing your your kids into your classroom, you're not going to lecture them for 60 minutes, I would hope. (laughs) So, uh, So it's the same idea with making the video. Don't make the video longer than it needs to be, um, but don't make the video – shorter than it needs to be as well. Let the material determine the length. Yeah. Awesome. I I would just, and this is just totally a ballpark figure. If you, if you want an idea, um, you know, something like 10 to 15 for upper elementary might be good. Uh, 15 to 25, 30 could work for middle school or high school. It's just kind of a ballpark figure. Just, uh, just think to how much homework would I normally give them? You know, how much you know, keep it kind of in that range. You don't want to yep. overwhelm them. Sure. And remember, Linda, one of the nice things about flipping your classroom is the length of that video is pretty much the length of time it'll take for homework. Now, occasionally a kid will stop and pause and think, but but generally speaking, that's going to be the length of time of their homework. And so it's set for everybody. And so, you know, a lot of times you have kids in your in your classroom, they're slower with their homework and it, it takes, takes them, them longer. Two, three, four times what it does for another yes. student. Yes. Yeah. But in this situation, they're all pretty much going to have the same amount of time and parents love that. Yeah. Yep. It's not going to drag on forever and ever. <laughs> Right. Yeah. All right. And then you're you're the teacher helping them the next day instead of mom or dad at home trying to help. Yes, them. I'm 
parents love it. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So we got we got the video. We're here. We checked. We checked who's done their homework. Uh, now, what do we do in class the next day? And this is so going to depend. But what do you do? Yeah, for me, because it's math, I'm going to have the students work their homework problems in class, and then I'm going to be up and around the room, and I'm going to be helping students with, with their problems. So again, I'm taking mom and dad out of that chore, and I'm instead uh, going to do what a teacher wants to do, interact with their kids, look and see how they're doing, help with questions, and, and it really uh, it really puts me as the teacher – as the one to help and direct my students with the same voice and methodology that I just taught them on the video. And so now it's unified in that and it really, really helps students. And, and again, you know, our teachers are the experts. So now the experts are the ones helping with the homework. Yes. And, um, I didn't get a chance to flip my classroom when I was teaching, but I did the same thing. I would have multiple times as part of my math class where I would go around and answer questions and just and, and this is a wonderful time to stop in on those students who are struggling, even if they don't have their hand up, you can stop by and help them, give them extra help, um, just making sure students are engaged. This also solves question this solves problems like students cheating on their homework. I mean, like you're right there. You can sure. see they're yes. not you know they're they're either doing it or they're not. It's very clear. Um so there's so many benefits. So that, so that's math. Um, other subjects, there's so many. There's, the possibilities truly are endless. This is the time where all those creative ideas that you've had that you think, I just don't have time to do them. Well, you have time to do them now. And Absolutely. so it can be group group activities, group oh, yes. work, um, you know, for, for – Experiments it, in yes, science. experiments. In English class, these are perfect. You're writing workshops. You can have them write in class where you can help them, peer at it. There's – honestly, the sky's the limit. So it's such a benefit though, like you said, to take that work that you send them home to do like stuck on their own with mom and dad desperately trying to help and getting in fights and you know it's just a disaster and you bring that into the classroom where you can help them as much or as little as you know they need <laughs> so you can sure. put it back on them and, or be involved as much as you want so right yeah do you have anything else to add in there no I, and again you know the other subjects group activities are a great one as well you know you've got your whole period now for the students to work in groups and and you're there to facilitate even those groups it's really it really works out well Awesome. So uh, let's say a teacher's like, all right, I'm intrigued. I'm really interested in this, but how often do I need to flip my class? What do you think? Well, uh, you know, there are some that are full-time flippers. They flip every single class uh, all the way through the school year. And there are others that are partial flippers. So they'll occasionally flip. I started out with flipping um, the day of a test. So I would give a test to the students and normally would not give homework because we just had a test. Well, now I, you know, I started by sending them home that night to watch the next video. And that's always an important one because it usually introduces the next, um, the next chapter or unit. And so I started with flipping that one. So you can be a partial flipper or you can be a full-time flipper. I love that terminology. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So if you want to try it out, don't don't feel like you have to have a chapter's worth of videos ready. You can try it one time and see how it goes and then Absolutely. go back go back to normal and try it again later. So it's yep. totally up to you. Um, so here's the next question you might be thinking. So, okay, yes, this sounds intriguing. Is it really worth it? And we've already outlined some of the benefits, um, but what are some of the other ones we haven't touched on yet that you found to flipping your class? Okay, well, um, you know, a student watching the video can pause the video. 
they could rewind if that's even a term anymore. They could rewind the video. Um, and so they could the, – the pause is really a big one because they can now absorb the video at their rate of learning. And that really, really helps. The video can be watched again. Maybe a student struggled over a certain aspect in a unit. They could literally go back and watch that view, that unit again, that video again, and therefore review. Um, here's one. There are no absences. <laughs> That's a big one, right? Yeah. There's no, there's no absences. You're at home to watch the video. Um, parents can watch the video. And actually, at the times when parents do need to get involved and help, the parents are a little bit more informed in your methodology and can be a little bit better in their help. To kind of um, get everyone on the same page, watch the abso- same Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you can, you can watch the videos. You can use the video again the next year. So you make it once and it can go on for years and years depending on, upon the subject and updating. But, but you can get a few years out of a video. Um, you know what? When the teacher is in the classroom, you learn a little bit more from your students because you're getting that feedback and you're getting that, that interaction. So all of those I see as, as real benefits of flipping your classroom. Awesome. And and you mentioned to me too a little bit about it helping struggling students kind of the most. Did you notice that? Well, that is what seems to happen. It seems that students that struggle the most get the the biggest benefit. And I really think the reason is, one, they can slow down the video and absorb it at their rate. But then two, here's what happens. This is normal life. A teacher teaches a lesson. The student goes home and the parents try to help that student. And, and the parents are going to try to help that student any way they can. The worst thing a struggling student, um, the, the thing a struggling student does not need is a different way of trying to come about the solution because they're already confused. They're already not sure. And so if, if they go home and they hear a different voice in how to solve that, that lesson or that problem, now it leads to more confusion because when they're back in the classroom, the teacher's going to go back to their methodology. So it really cuts all that out, and that's a big part. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like the struggling student does benefit the most. And then they get you in class too, so it's, yep. they get all that. Hey, so. <laughs> how about this one? You know, When a student is um, absent, you can send the lesson home. I mean if they're absent, they can still make up that lesson. It's not a problem. Yeah, and they, um, they get the exp- – they're not stuck just trying to get it from the textbook or someone's absolutely. notes. Or, yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Yep. All right. So one other troubleshooting thing. What if a student – what if don't, they don't have internet access at home? They, they can't watch the video. And, and I have some in that situation. I, I actually put the um, video on a flash drive for them. And, and honestly, this takes maybe 20 seconds. So I have the videos on my computer. They hand me a flash drive, and I put the video on the flash drive for them. Okay. And there they are, and they can play it on any device that will read that flash drive. Okay, so if they just have a computer at home, they just and they can just get a flash drive. And, and I did a little bit of research on this. I, you can fit a flash drive, a really big one for under 10 bucks. I linked to one at teachfortheheart.com slash flip. Yep. Um, a couple other ideas. Let's say like what if a student doesn't even have a computer, um, which normally isn't going to be an issue, but in some – 
you know, low income areas it could be. Um, one option would be to check with your administrator and see if there's a way that students could use um, a school computer during a study hall. So that could be an option. Yep. Uh, also, there's a lot of most libraries offer free Internet access. So that would be something I would also yep. research. I wouldn't just say go to the library, but but look into that. See if there's close libraries close to the school, close to where your students live, if that would be a realistic option. So these are just some other things that you could look into if um, but it also, I would just start by asking your students, too, how many have Internet access at home. And um, you might be surprised. You know, that'll give you a good idea of whether sure. and, it's an and, issue or not. Yeah. And, Linda, don't forget our day of technology. So with technology today, almost everybody has access to a phone. And the reality right. is these days you can watch it on your phone and the kids have sharp eyes and, you know, the, the size of the screen isn't an issue for them. They could literally watch the lesson on their phone. Right. So, I mean, as long unless the parents have super limited data, uh, that's Correct. not going to be an issue either. So, yes. especially if you're just flipping every now and then, it's definitely that's not right. going to be a problem at all. Yep. Awesome. All right. So, let's say a teacher wants to get started. Uh, what would you recommend for them to like if they wanted to get started? What are some you know first steps or tips that you have for them? Yeah, I would think the easiest way to get started is, uh, you know, target a lesson or a group of lessons and then start looking for the videos that you want to use for those lessons. Uh, once you determine the lessons you want to do and you find the videos that you want, then you can provide those links to your students and, and have them go. Of course, the easiest way is to have something already pre-made. And that's kind of the idea of, of what we're doing at MathLite. We're trying to make the videos ahead of time, have the notes templates all ready. And so now it's really a prepackaged situation where uh, all the student, all the teacher has to do is really assign them to the student and they're ready to go. Right. And we're going to come back to MathLite in just a second. Um, but yeah, just to add to that. So if you're, if you, if you don't teach math, MathLite's not an option and you're just thinking ahead, maybe look ahead in your notes to something that you're like, yes. I know I can find a good video or that you've already found a video. And so just plan ahead a little. Don't be like, I'm going to flip tomorrow, <laughs> but you know, just yeah. look ahead for a good lesson that lends itself to it to, for your first one. And then of course you can try it again from there if you like how it goes. So right. And, and Linda, if I, if I would say anything here, if they want to flip one lesson, lesson and they want the students to really like it, uh, I would flip a Thursday lesson. So I would send them home on mm. Thursday to watch the video, have them come in on Friday and do the work from the video in class. And no homework over the weekend. There you go. Yeah, and that's a win-win. You. You <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank you so much for sharing all this. Before we go, um, I wanted to talk just a little bit more. Um, you mentioned MathLite a few times. And as I said, um, we are working on MathLite. We are bringing you MathLite together. Uh, my dad is the one that's actually creating all of the math videos and the math resources. And then I'm helping put them all together and spread the word and just kind of working together on that since we both taught math and both are passionate about it. Um, so uh, basically... I don't know. If, I don't know what, what exactly. Why don't you share a little bit and then I'll kind of wrap up with a few more thoughts. All right. Well, the idea of MathLite is really to uh, give the student a, a full math course or give the teacher really a full math course. And so we have a video and we have a notes template. We have the notes template for every single video for the full uh, pre-algebra curriculum. Also, students or teachers that want to take advantage, we, we also have uh, practice or homework um, lessons for each of the videos. And then we also have quizzes and tests, quizzes that uh, you can just simply copy off the PDF 
or we also provide them in a Word document where you can edit them and make them specific to your needs. And so and include it with that as well as a chapter review. And then one other unique feature in this, I don't know that anybody else is doing this, but in our MathLite curriculum, we have what are called quick review videos. So in uh, not only do we have the full length video of a lesson, but then we have the quick review videos that you can use in two ways. You can use it as a review once the student's done. They can go back and look at that quick review video and get, again, the main concept of any given lesson. Or you can even use it as a start to a lesson, show the quick review. They're usually three or four minutes long, and the students will get a general idea of what you're going to teach about and then go into the lesson as well. But I really like those quick review videos. Yeah, and uh, we our goal with MathLite was just to – basically take as much of the work out of it as possible. Being a teacher is hard enough. (laughs) And so we wanted to just get provide you with something that had everything you needed, like I said, the videos, the notes, the practice, the review, uh, everything in one spot. uh, the, 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 The tests are editable, as he said, so that if you want to take out a lesson or add something, you can totally do that. Uh, and so we have those available for you. All of the pre-algebra videos are available for free. So if you just want the videos, you just want to check it yep. out, um, I link to it at teachfortheheart.com slash flip, or you can go to mymathlight.com. And then um, you can also buy indiv- uh, individual units. You can take a whole unit and that has everything in it. And then we've recently just released two uh, videos. So just individual video lessons. So what you get there for just a very small, it's very, they're about three bucks each right now. You get the video lesson as well as the notes for the students to fill out. And it's just for one lesson. So um, it's a better value to buy a full unit, but if you just want to try it, it's it's awesome yep. way to do that. And so I'll sure. link to that too. Uh, and the notes at teachfortheheart.com slash flip. If you just want to grab a topic and try it out too. And like I said, right now we just have pre-algebra, but we're hoping to uh, tackle algebra one next and see, see how far we get. So, yep. <laughs> well, thank you for being with us today. Was there anything else you wanted to share before we uh, head no. No, I think that was quite comprehensive, and uh, we're just glad. You know, uh, MathLite, our whole thing is uh, we want to be a help to the math teachers out there. So if we can be a help to you at all, you let us know. And and, uh, even if that's providing some help in some other areas, we'd love to do it. Absolutely. And you can find um, Rick at MyMathLite.com there. All right. Thank you again. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Linda. Hope you guys found this interview helpful and it was just so much fun to talk a little bit about flipping your classroom, which is just such an incredible technique. Once again, if you want any of the links or you want to find out more about MathLite, head on over to teachfortheheart.com slash flip, F-L-I-P. Or if you want to see MathLite directly, you can go to mymathlite.com. Looking forward to being back with you again next week. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.